I'm your host, Cole, and this is Backwoods Creepy, Strange Encounters in the Forest. Hello again, guys. We've got our a little audio campfire roaring, so grab your sparklers and settle in. I'm about to bring you some weird and creepy stories from the tree line. But first, I want to thank all the people that have shared their stories already. We couldn't do this show without people brave enough to share their lived experiences. So, if you have a story to tell, something that happened to you and you just can't explain it, send it to backwardscreepypod at gmail.com. Even if you aren't sure about writing it yourself, still, email us and we can work on telling your story together. Alright, get something to drink. we got a couple good ones for you today. Death, as they say, comes to us all. There's no way around it, but if you do find one, let me know. What happens when we die is maybe the question of our species. The biggest downside of being conscious, sentient beings is knowing that the sweet reprieve of life must eventually come to an end, and what happens after is beyond our understanding. Some believe we just simply become worm food. Some say heaven or hell, Elysium, Valhalla, or reincarnation. And some say nothing at all happens. We simply cease to exist, mere blips of energy that twinkle for a breath and then extinguish forever. But maybe it's something even simpler than cosmic energy transference or heavenly relocation. Maybe, if we really liked ice cream, we end up hanging out forever at a DQ. Or, if we had a favorite watering hole, maybe we just saddle up to the bar and watch patrons enjoy their suds and peanuts for the rest of eternity. Of course, I'm in no rush to find out one way or the other. I live in the UK where carp fishing is the most popular form of freshwater fishing and I love it. I was fishing on a private lake in the middle of dense old woodland, the sort of trees that you would imagine in a haunted wood in a fantasy film. The lake itself was an old estate lake that used to be a rich person's land, however only a small part of the original manor remained. As otters are prevalent in the area, it's fenced off with electric fencing, and to gain access, you've got to know the padlock code at the entrance. It was about 11 p.m., and I was sitting in my bivy, which is similar to a tent, and the last of the day's light had all but gone. I was making a coffee, and I could hear twigs breaking and the unmistakable sound of footsteps. I thought it might be the only other guy fishing the lake coming over to ask me to take a photo of a fish he'd caught, But when I looked out, there was nothing. The almost full moon illuminated the area, yet there was no sign of anything bar a few birds frantically calling to each other. I was a little confused because I was certain I had heard footsteps, but 
This is a pretty common occurrence when fishing at night. Every fisherman will tell you that he, at some point, was certain that there was somebody walking up behind them, yet when they checked, nobody was there. I reasoned that it was in my mind and that it was just playing tricks on me, and so I put it out of mind. However, as the night wore on, I kept hearing the footsteps. Every time, they seemed to be louder than the last. Now, I'm not a small guy and I'm not spooked easily, so I was getting kind of annoyed. I turned my head torch on and shone it around asking who was there. The head torch shone through the trees illuminating them in a tunnel vision fashion. Yet, nobody was there. That was when I started to feel pretty uneasy. Half an hour had gone by and... I drifted back asleep, and then the footsteps were back, but this time they were closer and clearer. I had a mallet in one hand and a knife in the other and shone my head torch around the area, and to my horror, there was a middle-aged woman standing there in the woods. It made me jump out of my skin, but as I'm not one to particularly believe in the paranormal, I thought... She'd somehow wandered in, got past the fence somehow, and and now was just lost. I asked if she was okay, and she started to talk about how her husband that passed away loved to go fishing. Yet whenever he asked her to come with him, she would turn him down as she hated the outdoors. So now she likes to just go on walks around lakes and rivers. Now keep in mind... The nearest village was five miles away through a forest, or ten miles if you wanted to walk along the paths, and this was around 3 a.m. She said, however, it made her feel closer to him. I tried to give her some advice, and she laughed, saying that men always try to think of something smart to say, when really, we just don't know what to say at all. She said goodbye, turned around, and left. The next morning, I walked over to where the other guy was fishing and told him the story and asked if he had seen her or how she might have gotten into the land in the first place. He said he hadn't seen her, but he heard the sound of a woman crying at different parts of the night, but he was way too scared to check it out. He was just as confused as I was. When the bailiff came, uh, that's the guy that checks permits. When he came, I told him the story. He said he didn't know how it could have happened because there was a motion sensor that tripped as you walked through the gate in case of poachers, and that that was on all night long. He totally didn't believe me until he got around to talk to the other guy, and he put his side of the story to him. He was as confused as us. To this day, nobody knows who that woman was or how she came onto the land in the first place. like what you've been hearing and you want even more spooky strange stories in your life consider becoming a patron go to patreon and search backwards creepy become a spectral sugar daddy and you'll get a shout out in the next show and a hearty tip of the cap from me and julie join the creepy crew to get early access to episodes and an extra monthly quick hit 
or become a most benevolent Bigfoot benefactor, and you'll get all the other perks, plus a monthly deep dive, a merch package, and early notice on live streams and live events. All right, that's enough of the sales pitch. Let's get back to the spooky. Stranger Danger. If you're a child of the 80s or 90s, you remember this little mantra well. Like stop, drop, and roll, it was drilled into our little developing minds as a warning of the utmost importance. But like the warning about fire, Stranger Danger ages out. As you get older, you understand how to handle fire safely and what not to do with matches. Likewise, you take it for granted that you are big and adult and stranger danger is for kids. Vulnerable little ones that could be nabbed by a creepy guy in a van. Silly children that could be tricked or convinced to go for a walk into the woods. But just as adults light themselves on fire all the time, strangers don't stop being dangerous just because you're older. When I was a junior in college, I went camping with four friends in Bald Eagle State Park in Pennsylvania. We'd reserved a campsite that was pretty remote, pretty deep in the park, way up on one of the mountains, not near any of the other campsites. It was located at the end of a narrow dirt road, maybe 75 feet long, which itself broke off from the main road, which I think was also dirt. There was nothing at the end of the little road but our campsite. We parked at the entrance to the park and spent the day hiking up to the site, setting up camp and then hiking around. We made a fire, made dinner, and then turned in for the night. Not long afterwards, we discovered that one of the guys with us snored. Loudly, like walls of the tent shaking snores. Truly deafening stuff. About half an hour or so in, the rest of us gave up trying to sleep and climbed out of our tents, leaving our friend snoring loudly away in his tent. One of my friends at the time was a DJ for our school's radio station, and she had a late night show. I think she was on between midnight and 2 a.m. Since we couldn't sleep, we trekked up to the main road where the reception was better, and where we could actually be able to hear the radio over the snores. When we got to the road, we stood in a loose circle near the entrance to our site. As we stood there, a black pickup truck with its lights off appeared out of the woods and passed us very slow. It was an unmarked truck, so not a ranger. We listened to the radio for maybe half an hour or 45 minutes after that, and even briefly called in to say hi. Finally, though, we decided to head back to bed. One of the girls went off into the woods to take care of some things while I climbed back into the tent that I shared with her and got into my bag. After a couple of minutes, I heard her moving through the leaves towards the tent, coming from my right. 
At the same time, I also heard the unmistakable rumble of tires on the ground. I stood up and looked out of the little screen window on the tent. We hadn't bothered to put up the rain fly as it was perfectly clear and there was a very bright moon so I could see everything. I saw my friend come sprinting back to the tent and duck behind it just as the black pickup truck pulled into our campsite, still with its headlights off. And then they shut off its engine and just sat there. Our friend was still snoring, by the way. I had a little knife in my tent, and I know our other two friends had at least one in theirs, but we had no other weapons, no guns or bear spray or anything. So we all just watched. As I said, it was a clear night, and I could see the truck just fine. It was maybe 20 feet from my tent. But I couldn't see who was in the truck or even how many people there were. Nothing seemed to move inside the truck at all. I still remember the metallic, clunking, clicking noise as the engine cooled off. I honestly have no idea how long that we just watched it. My friend had ducked down behind our tent, and I could hear by her breathing that she was terrified but neither of us said a word. It feels like a really fucking long time went by, but it probably was just ten minutes. Could have been maybe a half an hour, but I doubt it. We just kept waiting for something to happen. And nothing did. Eventually the truck started up again, and then back down the long, narrow dirt road. It never turned its headlights on. I heard it drive back in the direction it had originally come from, and that was it. My friend burst into the tent a second later, and then we were both talking. Did you see that? Holy shit, what the fuck? And of course, by the way, our friend was still snoring. Eventually, we somehow went to bed and fell asleep packed up and headed out in the morning as we had planned and yes we checked with the park they do not own any black unmarked trucks nor did any ranger come to check on our site in the night Alrighty, folks, thanks for listening to Backwoods Creepy Strange Encounters in the Forest. Both tales today were from deleted posters. Again, we want to hear from you, so send me your story to backwoodscreepypod at gmail.com. Ideally, your story truly happened to you in is a thousand words at least. Follow along on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Backwoods Creepy for videos, hikes, live streams, and inside the podcast news. Please rate, review, subscribe. It helps the show to get more listeners, which helps us get more content out, which helps you guys pass that commute just a little bit quicker. And to support the show, help keep the content rolling, go to Patreon and search Backwoods Creepy. As a patron, you'll get episodes early, special patrons-only content, merch, and more. All right, thanks for listening, and remember, when the woods go quiet... 
Listen.